0: I'm Candace Long with Lessons in the Latter Days, offering biblical commentary to make sense of the times that we're living in. It's quite obvious that the times are heating up. As I write this episode, it is the end of July 2022, and the nation has been suffering under what is sure to become among the top ten hottest years on record based on data collected since 2010. We read headlines that describe this time as the heat apocalypse. Another one says the planet is on fire. This heat is fueling wildfires that are spreading across Europe, Africa, and Asia, while back in the U.S., some of our critical water sources, such as Lake Mead on the Arizona-Nevada border, is in jeopardy. The water level is dropping at such an alarming rate that if it gets below a certain level, water would no longer be able to get through the Hoover Dam to supply California, Arizona, and Mexico. Now, leaders all over the world are blaming climate change and global warming, which has become the world's number one talking point. My latter-day's radar is warning about a couple of things to look out for. Number one, we will likely see increased legislation trying to take billions of our tax dollars to address this issue. And number two, we will likely see the United Nations put pressure to turn over sovereignty of our natural resources under the, quote, promise of safely managing all of the resources and food supplies of the world. I believe this crisis will be used to push the global elite's agenda to take control over every country under the guise of protecting the world's resources. We desperately need godly legislators who will fight to keep our resources under our stewardship and never relinquish them to a global entity. And this is important, too, for owners of existing farmlands, that you not sell our land to nameless corporations owned by other countries, such as China. If we continue to do so, we are opening a huge door to our own destruction. I admit I am no weather or geological expert, but like you, I see signs that something is dangerously wrong and it's affecting the entire world. But as a biblical commentator, I'm looking at this phenomenon through a different lens. I'm here to tell you that God is not surprised by what is going on. He is not in his temple in the heavenly kingdom, wringing his hands, wondering how to preserve the planet. Weather and climate are in his total control because he, and only he, is the master of the universe. Today I want to talk to you about God's heat wave because that is what we are experiencing. And it is a time period in the Hebrew calendar that happens every year at this time, and it has a name. It's referred to in Judaism as Bain Hametzarim. And God's Word, believe it or not, provides very specific instructions on what this time period is and why God put it into the calendar year as part of His curriculum to prepare us For the day of the Lord. The reason it's hotter this year than most is because we are coming closer to the day of the Lord, and God is giving us a taste of hell to teach us critical survival skills. Today we're going to look at three things. Number one, what is Ben Hametzarim, and why did God set it up to be remembered every year? Number two, where is this in the Bible? And number three, what is God saying to us through it? By way of introduction, a couple of thoughts. Number one, when God created the world, he set up everything with a divinely planned order to protect the people and resources that he created and placed throughout the earth. He gave all of these resources to humans to manage and steward. To each person, each family, each area, each country. Through the Torah, he gave all of his instructions on stewardship and resource management to a nation that he chose, Israel. And they were commissioned to teach the world about him, how to walk in his ways, How to live in health and be protected every day with abundant resources. God personally communicated to Moses 613 principles of governance for those who choose to live under a theocracy, acknowledging the Lord as master of the universe, not as a tyrant, but as a loving father to his family. He laid out his calendar his timetable, his appointed times and seasons for us to meet with him and learn from him. If you're listening and you are a follower of Jesus as the Messiah, then all of this understanding was given to you as well. Sadly, though, the bulk of Christianity has basically thrown the Old Testament away. By and large, we don't regard the Hebrew calendar and know nothing about it. And we don't show up and honor God's appointed times and seasons to learn His doctrines. One of my personal mandates, if you're new to this series, since I began studying Judaism in 2006, is to help connect you with our Jewish roots and prepare you for the days ahead. The second point I want to make is that in the natural, We have learned over the years to pay attention to weather-related patterns. If you live in the southeast like I do, we know that the hurricane season is typically the middle of May through November. Those of you on the west coast are familiar with patterns caused by El Nino, which triggers extreme weather in South America and California. The earth has come to understand and expect these patterns. In like manner, God has patterns too. Some of them are dangerous, like Ben Hametzarim. One of the primary sources I'll be referring to today is Rabbi Michael Washer's book, When All the Pictures Are Restored. He has three chapters devoted to this period. It is that important, and I'll put a link to his book in the description notes to this podcast, which you can find at CandiceLong.com podcasts. What is Ben Hametzarim? Literally, in the Hebrew, the phrase means dire straits. This is another way of saying you're between a rock and a hard place. The stress and oppression grows to such an extent that it's almost impossible to keep going. It is the hottest time of the year, which makes everybody irritable. There are more accidents that happen during this time, more conflicts between people, much more danger. It is a time when we must be careful and pay attention to the details. The only positive note is that Ben Hametzarim only lasts three weeks, 21 days. But these 21 days are called the dangerous days because Jewish doctrine teaches us that there is a particular demon that God allows to prevail during this time. That means God gives this demon the upper hand. Bain HaMetzarim is this 21-day period. It begins and ends with a fast, on the 17th of the month of Tammuz, and at the end of this period, on the 9th of Av, which happens to be August 6, 2022. The Talmud describes that the reason this period is so dangerous is that five tragedies happened on each of these fast days, culminating with the destruction of both holy temples 550 years apart. Is that coincidence? No. God built this dangerous time period into the calendar to teach us to mourn for God's kingdom, for his temple to return. So who is this demon? It's called Ketev Meriri, and is mentioned in Psalm 91. The word Ketev means destruction, to cut off, to ruin, and Meriri means bitter and poisonous. Ketev Meriri is a demon of midday heat who sets upon his course of bitter destruction from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., but reaches its peak at noon. Now, if you're like me and declare Psalm 91 over yourself every day, which is an excellent spiritual discipline, by the way, you will be familiar with this verse. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. It's this last phrase, the destruction that wastes at noonday that is Ketev Meriri. This demon is so brazen that it does its poisonous damage in the light of day, not in the shadows. You find this demon also in Deuteronomy thirty two twenty four, which is Moses' last address to his people before God takes him home. He prophesies how the people will turn away from the Lord in the latter days, and what God will do. Moses writes that the Lord will heap evils upon them. I will spend my arrows upon them. They shall be wasted with hunger and devoured with burning heat and poisonous pestilence. At the very end of days, God will turn his people and the world over to Ketev Meriri who will prevail. This onslaught will happen during the birth pangs, and this is the word that I will use instead of what most Christians use, which is the word tribulation, and you'll understand in a minute why the Jews refer to this seven-year period as the birth pangs. Ben Hametzarim is what's called a mikra. It is a rehearsal to teach us what will happen during the birth pangs. It is bookended by two important dates, and I want to look deeper into what happened on those dates in our ancient past and why there is such an open door to devilish activity during this time. The start date of Ben HaMetzarim is always the 17th of the fourth month on the Hebrew calendar. It is the month of Tammuz, and the 17th of Tammuz is a day of mourning. We fast on this day. Here's what the Mishnah records that happened. Each event, years apart, but all on the same day. Number one, Moses came down from Mount Sinai after receiving the Ten Commandments to find a sexual orgy going on with the people worshiping the golden calf. Moses was so angry that he smashed the tablets of the Torah and ordered 3,000 males to be put to death. Rabbi Washer explains that this action by Moses was a foreshadowing of what would happen to Messiah. Since Yeshua was Torah in the flesh, completely covered, so to speak, with God's words, the smashing of the tablets was a prophetic picture of the violent death of Messiah. Number two, the 17th of Tammuz was the day of the breach when the Babylonian armies broke through the walls of Jerusalem on their way to destroy the temple. Number three, fast forward 550 years, the exact same thing happened when the Roman forces broke through the walls around Jerusalem in 70 AD. Number four, this was also the day when the daily sacrifices stopped in Jerusalem because there were no more animals. Even though the people were starving, the priests continued the daily sacrifices in the morning and evening, praying that God's judgment would lift. But on the 17th of Tammuz, there were no more animals. The sacrifices stopped, and that's when the Roman armies breached the walls of Jerusalem. Now, we need to keep in mind that all of Jewish life revolved around the temple but it was the sacrifices that the temple was constructed to house. They are the primary pictures that teach us about the life and work of Messiah. And number five, it was also on this day that the Greek Hellenistic king Antiochus Epiphanes erected a statue of Zeus and set it up in the temple, breaching the holiness of God's earthly home. So a lot of bad things happened on this day. The end date of Ben Hametzarim is 21 days later, on the 9th of Av. This is considered to be the worst day in all of Jewish history. According to Rabbi Washer, the horror of this day is that it is when all of the pictures that God gave the Jews were destroyed. Washer writes, The history of the Jews is, among other things, a set of rehearsals. God made history repeat itself. On the surface, it appears brutal and cruel, but it is not. This was done by God's hand in order to teach us, not as a punishment, The cycle of the year holds all of the curriculum in which God repeats acts over and over in a predictable pattern in order to teach us. I believe it was set in the heart of God as a rehearsal of horror. There is no way that the Gentiles could have arranged all of these terrible events that occurred throughout history on the same date. These things were done by the hand of God, each time in response to the long-standing rebellion on the part of His chosen people, Israel. This day has been filled with curses throughout the ages. Let me list eight things that happened on the ninth of Av. Number one, on this day, God punished the Jews for giving a bad report when they spied out the land and poisoned the minds of the people. God told them on this day they were condemned to wander in the wilderness the same number of years as they had opportunity to view the land and all that God had for them. Forty days they looked the land over, and 40 years in the wilderness was their discipline. Number two, this day, the Babylonian army destroyed the Temple of Solomon. Number three, this day, Titus and the Roman army destroyed the Temple of Herod. Number four, this day, in 1096, the First Crusade began and moved through Europe, demolishing Jewish homes and businesses and killing tens of thousands of Jews. Number five, on this day, the Jews were expelled from England. Number six, on this day, the Jews were expelled from France. Number seven, on this day, the Jews were expelled from Spain. And number eight, on this day, Russia's worst pogrom took place in Poland, killing 300,000 Jews. You see the pattern. The 9th of Av was a horrible day in the life of God's people. And Washer explains that the 9th of Av is a day that God set aside to rehearse the ultimate horrors of the birth pangs. Now, I need to broach a difficult subject here because a large number of Christians are descended from European ancestry. It is very likely that our ancestors played a part in the persecution and annihilation of God's people. We carry that iniquity in our blood. I believe it explains why there is a lot of anti-Semitism within Christianity, and that is not good where God is concerned. Part of my father's side of the family came from Germany. Several years ago, I was prompted by the Lord to repent for that ancestral iniquity and renounce every ancestral sin that came against His people. I admitted our guilt before God and received forgiveness. I encourage you to do the same because God remembers who is complicit in harming those He loves dearly. From God's perspective, the Jews lived through all of this for our instruction and demonstrate for us firsthand what the first seven years of the day of the Lord are going to be like. Because this is where we are headed, and this is what everyone on the planet will live through who do not belong to the Lord. What is God saying to us through all of this? One of the Hebrew root words in the phrase Ben Hametzarim is the last part, Tsarim. It comes from the word Tsar, T-Z-A-R, and means the narrow place. It is from this word Tsar that the sages began to refer to this period as the birth pangs and saw it as a woman in labor. Once the contractions begin, they get worse and worse until the birth. The seven-year birth pangs is the womb of the earth, constricting, pressing in as it prepares to give birth to the messianic kingdom. In the story of the false prophet Balaam riding his donkey, there were three separate beatings. Each time the donkey saw the angel of God in the path, She turned aside, and Balaam beat her. The third time was the narrow place with a wall on either side. The donkey could do nothing but lie down. And that beating was the worst. But that was when the donkey spoke, and when God opened Balaam's eyes to see the angel of God blocking him. Rabbi Washer explains that these three beatings are pictures that represent three periods of severe discipline which God poured out on His people to bring them back to Him. The first beating was the two exiles, the ten tribes of the northern kingdom, and then Judah. The second beating was the Holocaust. And the third, the worst, will be in the narrow place, the Tsarim. Zechariah says this third beating of the birth pangs will be two times worse than the Holocaust. When the unbelievably horrible contractions of God's wrath pours forth and there is no escape. That is what is coming, and we need proper perspective. There are many Christians out there saying, everything is going to be fine, God will save the day, and the church will be victorious. No, not when we are leading up to the birth pangs. The tsarim are coming whether we like it or not. That event has been prophesied since the beginning. Those who belong to the Lord, who are part of His family, will be preserved safe in the resurrection. So if you have any doubt whether or not you belong to the Lord, Now would be a good time to reaffirm your covenant with Him, and this is between you and Him alone. What we are going through now is a rehearsal. The Lord wants us to learn a very important spiritual discipline during Ben Hametzarim. We are to learn how to hide in God and teach our children how to hide in Him in the times to come. You see, God gave us this rehearsal so that we will have understanding when no one else around us does. How do we hide? We hide ourselves in prayer, in the study of God's Word to build up our faith that when the rehearsal is over we will know how to stand in this evil day. There is a wave of devastation that is coming upon the earth. God is shaking up the ground and pulling down every wrong foundation in which we have trusted. But fear not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning wisdom. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all of your ways. The Lord is our refuge and our strength. If you'd like to share this episode with others, you'll find it on my podcast page at CandiceLong.com. I want to thank you for being with me today. I hope you join me again next time for Lessons in the Latter Days. God bless.